Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And I'm so happy to introduce you to a friend of mine today. Her name is Janet Nix. And Janet's a lifelong follower and aficionado of the metaphysical and afterlife phenomena. Janet and I met at Banyan Retreat this past November, and I get to see her again this coming spring at Whispers from the Soul. And I know in my heart that you'll love her just as much as I do. So Janet Nix, a warm welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Hello, Sandra. Lovely to speak to you again. It's always nice to speak to you. I'm so glad we became friends this past uh, November. And um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we got to spend many meals together on the breaks. And um, yeah, I just I'm grateful that we're friends. So thank you for saying yes to being on this show. Thank you. I feel honored that you've asked me. And it's interesting because, you know, you and I spoke a few minutes before I hit the record button and um, you were mentioning if you had anything interesting to say. And, you know, my thoughts to all of us is I think that, um, you know, we live in our own skin. We know our own journeys. And I think some of the things we do become regular. But to someone who is grieving the loss of a loved one or someone who's newly interested in the world of metaphysical or the afterlife I think we can eat there's there's so much in each one of us that we can do to um, share and make a difference with others so Janet if you don't mind tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into uh, the world of the afterlife so to speak well I think that um, looking back over the last um, 40-50 years um, I realize now that I've probably been on on a path um, I, it's always been there in my life. It's always been around me. Um, when I was a child, um, I probably hadn't noticed it because I think most people will tell you that they didn't notice or they didn't think anything was different. It was just what something that was always there in their lives. But um, looking back now, I can see that um, you know the spiritual side of things has always been a presence and. Um, it's kind of led me up to where I am today. And, you know, we, I now realize that, like most people will tell you, that it's a very slow process coming to um, to learn about all these things. And it's, it, nothing happens overnight. And um, I think it takes some people longer than others to reach that point where um, they feel that... Um, where where their place is, you know, where they, what they need to be doing. Some people are only very young; they're in the twenties, and they they start into mediumship and that sort of thing. But it hasn't been like that for me. Although the presence has always been there, but I feel that now I'm only just getting to a point where um, I'm actually learning something. I'm actually finding a bit of direction as to where they want me to go. How do you know? Or that the, the presence has always been there because I don't think I can say that. I think it's um, an intuition, really. And um, I mean, we, uh, you know, I lived in, um, my parents had a pub and it was a very old pub and it was full of bumps and bangs and um, ghostly uh, events. And we kind of got used to them. We didn't really question it much because it was something that always happened. And I remember as a child, we had cold spots and some parts of it, you could walk through perfectly normally and it would feel absolutely normal. And another time 
you would go through the same pe place and um, and it would be freezing cold or have an atmosphere about it and um, things used to happen um, glasses used to implode and things used to fall off the wall but we kind of just accepted it. it it wasn't anything unusual to us and to me as a kid it was just what happened and I didn't think it was anything extraordinary um, and then throughout my life I think you know looking back I've had lots of little bits of messages and um, things on my phone and all sorts of stuff and um, to me it's just like someone else is, is there giving me these these messages or sometimes um, something will come into my head it might be a name or um, a, a, some music or a song or um, you know just a bit of instruction something will come into my head and, and I try to act upon it and now I realize you know and now I, I understand that it that is it's, it's learning how to trust what comes into your head I think and so now I, I've learned to trust um, the messages that I get and try to act upon them try to act upon the advice um, if you can understand me I do yeah I do now I met you at Banyan just a few months ago prior to that have you uh, visited Banyan or done any training um, did you study as a medium are you a medium um no i i um it's my first it was my first time at banyan okay um, prior to that i have been on um a lot of um spiritual workshops and uh, shamanic workshops i um i've regularly visited some of the local spiritualist churches that we have around here because we we are home to some of the oldest spiritualist churches in the country and Quite a lot of them are still going strong, and uh, we're lucky to have the the likes of people like Mavis Petilla, and uh, we used to have Diane Elliott when she was still with us, and so I've seen some of the the great people um, locally, and um, throughout my life I've always gone to spiritualist churches and I've always gone to different kinds of workshops and uh, taken notice really. So um, I think like I. I said it, it's kind of led me on a path and I've followed the path and the latest turning in the path is being arriving at Banyan. Yeah, for people that don't know what Banyan is, this could be someone's very first episode. Would you just describe it a little bit? Well, Banyan is a beautiful retreat in Ashford in Kent where um, they hold workshops with some of the greatest uh mediums, mental and physical mediums that we have in the country at the moment. Um, they hold regular workshops there and also you can experience a really genuine uh, true seance situation and that was something that I'd never experienced before. Um, I think that um, circles are either very private in people's homes these days or the, in the spiritualist churches, they don't tend to um, to, to have proper seances. So um, for me to experience a, a real seance at, at Banyan, the Banyan retreat, was um, absolutely amazing. And it's somewhere that anyone can go to. Um, if, ever, if you want to learn more about the spiritual side of things or, or healing or any of the, um, the workshops that they have on offer there. 
Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to now be friends with Nick and Stephen and Eileen Davies and Ann Harrison and um, Scott Milligan. Um, this, the world of physical mediumship is something as of two years ago I didn't even know was possible. And for if this is your first episode, it is, I think, mind-blowing because um, our loved ones... It's in a dark setting, so that raises a lot of thought on controversy. There's a lot of controversial thought. You know, why is it happening in the dark? But it's such things as um, loved ones coming through, their voices speaking, uh, and phenomena happening. Whether, you know, you and I saw, I think you might have seen the, the little child's hands that formed. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, that. That absolutely blew me away, you know, to see the real moving hands and the real moving fingers. It wasn't just a, a picture, it was a life, you know, a lifelike um, uh, pair of hands. And um, that alone was just an amazing experience. Uh, yeah. Giving me goosebumps right now as we talk about it because it's, <laughs> it, and for... Again, if this is your first show, you're thinking, what are they talking about? There's a substance called ectoplasm that comes out, emanates from one of these physical mediums, in this case, Scott Milligan. And it is said our loved ones in the spirit world can actually step into it or manipulate it. And so people can become real again. And in days gone by, a lot was done in red light so people could witness their loved ones coming through or their children or even pets and in current day um, it's very rare to actually be part of one of these seances and I think it's especially rare to to have something happen in a red light Um, but I think what Janet and I witnessed was there was no child in the room physically of human substance and we both saw these little child's hands holding a glow-in-the-dark tablet uh, walking around the room and it was just spectacular as well as many other things and um, yeah yeah I, I, I mean I knew about ectoplasm but I, I hadn't realized how easily or how well it could form into human into a human shape and actually manifest into a, um, into a person and I've learned all that from um, some of the workshops um, that I've to in in the Banyan retreat and for me it is the even though we talk on the show Janet about oh you know because you listen uh, so many different afterlife topics for me personally it's the one I'm thinking I'm digging more into because if this was in its heyday years ago and so much was done in red light I, I can't help but think there are people around the world sitting in circles maybe not advertising it or talking about it but that phenomena is happening yes and i think that um we are just you know we talk about the old pioneers of the the early 1900s but i think that now you know we're the new pioneers because um the the ones that went before us it, it kind of took a dip from the 1950s onwards and we we had the 70s and 80s and 90s and whether people were doing that sort of thing privately i don't know but now i think it's starting to to take off again and people are starting to take notice about it and i think it's important that um people like us keep it going because otherwise it could die out altogether Mm. and um, you know the the old pioneers they did some magnificent stuff 
but um, probably they were a little bit careless in the way they conducted it because, um, you know, the stories about let them letting anybody come into the seances and creating havoc and and then they were tried people tried to discredit them in all sorts of ways and um, you know I think if if they'd have done it in a, a kind of more uh, in a stricter manner it, it may have not have been discredited quite as often you know like Helen Duncan for example um, and today we've got it um, more regulated we're, we're more careful uh, the security is a bit stricter when people are going into seances and um, so we've got it covered a little bit better and I think that's a great thing because you know the more people that can start to have circles the more we're going to get to some kind of result and proof of something and document it for everyone to know about so we're the pioneers of the future definitely and it's fun I, I absolutely yeah when I first went to Banyan it was a year prior to when I met you but I was scared I thought I don't know what what I'm doing here why am I going seance in the dark sounds frightening but it's fun it's singing and laughter and it's all and uh, you know like everyone will say it's the such a a great feeling of um, love and friendship there no feeling of, of hostility or badness or you know I think that's just an image that's been created in the past by people who know nothing about it mm-hmm. but um, you know it's such a wonderful atmosphere and I think that's the atmosphere that spirit want yes they say uh, laughter is the best energy I think something like that produces the best energy and there is a lot of laughter and when you say love when I left Banyan when I was with you, uh, I told Nick and Stephen, who run Banyan, that I've never felt so much love as I felt. It was actually on that day. I mean, it was. It, yeah. It's a feeling of love for the participants who was there, the instructors, and then also the love from the spirit world. I have never felt yeah. like that much love around me. What a special place. Yes. Yeah. And it- lovely to recreate that in other places for people to do that because we can't all go there there can't be hundreds of people there they can only fit so many people into Banyan at any time so you know hopefully it will grow and people will start to have their own circles and experience that all over the world yes would you care to share some of your stories of why you believe in the afterlife is that a fair question well, yeah, uh, I, I think that like many people, um, even if you don't sort of think much about it for most of your life, the one time when it does become very um, strong in your mind is when you lose somebody close to you, because immediately you start to think, you start to ask yourself, where have they gone? You, you can't believe that they've just been wiped off the face of the earth and never to be seen again. And um, I remember, it's funny, I was only thinking about it this week. My Both my parents died very close together, actually. But um, my, my mother died 39 years ago. And it doesn't seem that long. But I remember having a conversation with her, uh, not that long before she died. We just said, oh, well, you know, if, if I go first, uh, or if you go, whichever one of us dies first, 
we have to make a promise that if there's any way at all I can come back and, and speak to you or send you a message we, we're going to promise now it definitely will and you know my mum said well right if I go first I definitely if there's any way at all I can uh, send you a message to say I'm okay whatever it, it takes I will do it and I said well I'll do the same and of course it wasn't long after that my mother died um, she had breast cancer and it, she died of it very quickly and um, you know little obviously all the little things have happened over the years that I thought well you know that that could be my mom or you know but nothing sort of drastic has happened she hasn't appeared or anything like that um, I've had little nudges and kind of things appear on my phone and but nothing terribly obvious not I, I thought oh that's probably my mum you know but um, I realize now that it's taken 39 years and maybe it you know I know it's not easy for them to contact us we know that what we have to do in seance how we have to put everything in place properly uh, to make it able for them to come through and it's not an easy thing from their side so uh, if it was that easy everyone would be phoning up but they're not so it's taken 39 years for um, the internet to be created and me to get the knowledge to look onto that and find out where things are and uh, other people who are doing the same thing and all these things have to unfold before you get to the point where you may well get that message that was promised all those years ago you know and um, it just goes to show how, how long it does actually take and how patient you've got to be um, you know when the when you want these things to happen and you know we know stories of people who've sat for eight years in a circle with nothing happening and then it starts to happen when the when the situation is right for them so you know I that I've been on that journey and looking back I can see all the twists and turns where I've gone to this workshop or I've met a certain person or I've read a book or you know and it's taking me it's taking me somewhere on that on that path so I realize now I've got to go with it whatever shows up I'm going to go with it and at the moment I'm at the banyan <laughs> it, is, it is going with it and I think it's trusting Absolutely, yeah. It's, it is learning to trust because there's always that element of doubt in your head that you're thinking, well, is it that or, you know, um, so you've got to sort of just relax and, and let, let it go and trust and then see what happens. And do you believe it's a lifelong journey? It's like if someone's listening to this episode right now and they're 75 years old and they say, oh, it's too late for me. Do you think it's too late or can it be any time that we're on our no, spiritual journey? at all I think it I don't think it is um, I don't really even think there's a lifetime journey I think it's an always journey and this is a very short time that we're here and unfortunately for us our bodies get old and um, we can't really stop that we can stay in good health and we can hope for the best that we'll keep all our faculties and all that but you're still the same person inside you're still that the person you were when you were 25 inside and I don't think anything ever changes there you're still you and I think when your physical body dies away you're still going to be you so I, I think the lifelong journey that we talk about is not just um, you know 80 90 years or whatever it, it's it's forever isn't it it's ongoing 
And, yes. you know, I think if you look at it like that, you, you're just on a never ending sort of adventure and see what comes next. So, you know, I don't think, um, I mean, it was my birthday yesterday. I, I was 67 and I don't feel it. And um, I, uh, you know, I, I don't sort of uh, have a mindset of um, getting older. I just take each one each day as it comes. I'm just here today. I was here yesterday, and hopefully I'll be here tomorrow. You know, I just carry on um, as normal, and that's the way to do it. Once you start to sort of quantify things in time frames and all that sort of thing, it's very restricting, and um, you know, it's not it's not a good thing. So I just take each day as it comes. Well, Janet, happy birthday from all of us, your friends here. We don't die radio and listeners. <laughs> happy happy birthday. Yeah, yep. well, uh, that's my advice anyway. Just take each day as it comes, trust what comes along and go with your intuition because um, looking back, I think that is one of the best ways to go. You yes. know, rather than try and map things out for yourself, you can spoil things for yourself by making too many plans. Yes. I, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, the website you just created. It's brand new. A couple of posts on there. Um, but one of them, I think, one of the posts you made really ties into what we were just talking about. Uh, the website is thespiritualme.com. Brand new, like I said. Uh, but you have a beautiful article that um, you write about. I'm trying to, I have it right here. But just who we are and and how our cells regenerate. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I, I don't often think, but we become brand new human yes. beings every we're always regenerating and i think it, it you know our physical selves yeah. actually tie in with our spiritual selves selves because um you know when you get down to the cellular level um you know like i've heard you say before if you you put a microscope on to um your physical body and and you you um, look at it through a very strong microscope, you, you'll eventually come to nothing. Yes. There will be nothing there. Um, and, it, you know, the cells are the smallest living entities in our body, and they in themselves are um, entities, and they're sort of filtering and sending messages all the time and keeping our bodies going. And um, so... You know, it get once you get past that, you get into the nothingness of life, and um, and th- these things are regenerating and renewing themselves all the time. And uh, like you know, I said in the article, our, our every part of our body renews itself within a matter of weeks, and every so many years we have a completely new body. Um, so there is to me, there's a connection there. There's a connection, a spiritual connection, because once you get past that physical thing, you you go into the spiritual side, and one thing will have uh, an effect on the other. And the way I want to sort of, that's what I want to pursue, that sort of connection. I'd like to read just this paragraph that you have. You write, your body is changing and renewing itself by the minute. It's hard to believe, but your skin completely renews itself every 35 days. 
You get a new liver every six weeks and a completely new brain every two months. The cells in our stomach, which are responsible for digesting food, are renewed every five minutes and your entire skeletal skeletal structure is renewed every three months your whole body will be completely renewed and replaced every five to seven years the fact is the actual physical body is not the same one you had some weeks ago but the little me who lives inside it remains a constant absolutely yes so we we are the same whatever happens with the body around us we are the same and we will be the same when that old body dies and gets burned or buried or whatever. Um, oh, we'll love it. Be me. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And it makes sense. There's... Of course it does. Yes, it, it makes absolute sense. It makes absolute sense. Wow. So, Great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pity it doesn't renew itself as back to 25, isn't it? <laughs> I know. But... I've interviewed enough people uh, that say when we reach the hereafter, the spirit world, we can be any age we want. So yeah, I like that. We, we're using our minds. We're, we're, um, we're using our thoughts to create, which is probably what we do now. But we're in a much denser situation mm-hmm. and it takes longer. You know, we're in a heavy, dense sort of life and existence and our intentions probably do come to fruition but it takes so long because we have to go through such heavy stuff to get there however when when we're no longer here and we're just energy we could probably manifest whatever we want whenever we want there's a book that one of our guests told me about called the intention experiment by lynn mctaggart and it is just that our thoughts and what we intend and what actually can be created in real time and space. And so I do believe that we, it just, this is a denser atmosphere, like you say, yes. but we still are those souls, whether we're the little me's, as you call it, whether we're here on earth or in the spirit world, I think. Yeah, we are. And I mean, it's, it, I don't think it does too good to speculate too much because there's a lot we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking now about stuff that we feel we know, um, stuff that makes sense and stuff that's become apparent to us because of our journey and our investigations. But there's an awful lot that we still don't know. And we may well find out in the near future and we may not. But or it may take years before that information comes out. But, um, you know, so it doesn't do too well to be absolutely certain about stuff because we can never be certain about anything really it's changing all the time definitely even just to see how our own technologies changed a hundred years ago no one could imagine the cell phones that we use now absolutely yeah and and skyping and uh you know who who would have believed i i would be speaking to you from the uk in the usa it would have been like witchcraft 200 years ago. That's right. It, a suggestion of it. But, you know, everything was there. Uh, it just had to be discovered. And there's a whole lot of other stuff that has to be discovered. Um, and that we no doubt will do, whether it's in our lifetimes, I don't know. 
Well, I think we'll still be a part of it from the spirit world, you and I. <laughs> well, of course, yeah, we'll be at the banyan. <laughs> we, we will. Or, <laughs> or more centers like that. I, I think these, I enjoy doing these shows personally because I get excited for my own life, but that's what I wish to share with anybody listening is getting excited, whether you may not have any interest in physical mediumship or any of this, but there might be something you're interested about near death experiences or reincarnation or mediumship or whatever that may be, but to the light. Well, it's not even, all ties in. Yeah. Light the passion. And have, yeah, have each, we're each on our own individual journey. We're all different, but there is a spark within each one of us. I think that we want to learn, we want to grow, we're interested in. Yes. And I think that we are all, um, we all have to be curious about what's going to happen to us. We, none of, none of us are going to live forever. We know the end is going to come. We've seen it happen to our nearest and dearest. We've yes. seen them go through it, and we know it's going to happen to us one day. And I think it's, you know, I wouldn't like to approach that time in a state of fear. You know, I, I, I would rather approach that time in a state of anticipation and excitement, uh, looking forward to the next big adventure. I love that word, adventure. Just like one door opens to a new room, and yeah, that's all it is. Wow. Janet, do you think meditation is important for quieting the mind? Yes, I do. It's not easy. But then again, I think um, uh, people have a lot of preconceptions about meditation, like you're supposed to do in a certain way or, you know, and I think that, you know, just just when you, you know, I remember being at school and daydreaming through the window, that's meditation. Um, It's... uh, just quieting the mind or just getting lost in your thoughts and that's meditation because you're kind of um you're taking away your attention from everything else that's going on and allowing your own spiritual connection to come through and it's a great time i think for um for asking questions or to to solve problems um i know that when you detach yourself from a problem very often the solution comes. Um, that's happened to me, um, you know, a number of times before where I've had a very big problem to solve and not been able to see the way forward in any way, shape or form. And I've got to the point where I've given up and just gone into a state of meditation and, you know, just throwing it out to the universe sort of thing. And lo and behold, you know, the next day or within a very short time, the answer has appeared. The solution has come along. So I think just giving yourself that space away from things gives life a chance to unfold for you. Whereas if you're always harping on at it and thinking about it and turning it over in your head, you're just keeping it there in front of you all the time. So meditation is great for that. It's great for relaxation, for solving your problems and just taking yourself out into a, a, another space. Yeah, it's great. And I don't think there are any rules to it either. It's just being in a quiet place. I remember as a kid we had these Chinese finger traps that you put your fingers um, into each one. It was just like a little tube. And the more you pulled, the more the this tube would just stick on your fingers and you couldn't get out. 
And the only way to get out was to relax. Yeah. And then you could pull your fingers out. So I think the same thing holds true with with meditation and quieting the mind. I want to ask you, um, you are a mother, yes? Yes. And I don't know how many children you have. I never even asked you that when we met. Yeah. Two grown-up boys. Two grown-up boys. And one of them is a medium, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This the is one not, who will be coming to the banyan with me. Yeah, and obviously this isn't a show about him, but um, did you notice in him at a young age that he was able to connect with the spirit world, or how did that come about that he chose to be a, a medium? Because that's um, pretty great. Yeah, he was um, He was very fascinating. I had one set of tarot cards in the house, um, which were just on the shelf, and a book about tarot reading. And they were just there. And he became very fascinated with it. And he read it. It was almost like a duck to water sort of thing. You know, he kind of went to it very naturally. And um, he read all sorts of things and got some more tarot cards. And it kind of built up from there. And then when he was 16, um, he started going to the local spiritualist church and sitting in the circles there. And he went to the spiritualist church uh, for quite a, a long time. I mean, he still will go occasionally when, when he has the time to do it. Um, and then um, somebody came, somebody rang him up and said, oh, um, I believe you, you're very good at reading tarot cards. I've got a shop. Would you come and help me out in the shop? I need a reader. So he went to do, do that. And then um, he's gone on from there. He's done all sorts of workshops, and he he um, uh, appears at a lot of the um, mind, body, and spirit events that we have in the UK throughout the summer. And um, uh, more recently, he's been um, doing workshops with Gordon Smith in London. Um, but Fantastic. he's sort of going towards more the the trance um, the trance mediumship. That's where his interests tend to lie at the moment but it's taken him quite a few years to get to that point um he does a psychic um tv show he does work on a psychic tv show um sometimes um but um he's sort of getting into the more serious side of it and hopefully that he can get some more development on that because it's one of those things that your development just takes the length of time that it needs to for you you know, you can't force it, can you? It, it's just, you've just got to go with it and and, um, and learn as you go along. So that's what he's doing. That's so great. And I can't help but think you raising him with the beliefs that you had. You know, he could be a curious kid. I think, yeah, uh, yeah I wasn't, I mean, I love my parents, don't get me wrong, but I was not raised in a house that was open to this kind of conversation. So um, it's great. That you're that kind of mom very open and um would discuss anything like that you know they they uh, they didn't sort of talk about it all the time but they were very open and and i always think that it's important to let people go the way they lean um it's no good you wanting to your children to be one thing or another we've all got ideas that how we'd like our children to turn out but everyone will turn out the way they they need to themselves and you you have to go with that and um, encourage their strengths um, so that's what, what I've done whether it was the right thing or not I don't know but um, it's the perfect thing 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It used used a great word earlier, unfoldment, and I think of a a little bud on a flower, or mm-hmm. for a flower that hasn't yet developed, and I think of unfoldment because I want I'm the type of person that I'd love results tomorrow. You know, to actually yeah. wait for the bud to grow and nurture it and water it, maybe put some fertilizer and take the time and then finally it opens you know it's interesting because but the word unfoldment just reminds me of a flower that you cannot force a flower to open and and we're on our all on our own journeys of unfoldment aren't we yeah and we're all taking different lengths of time Mm -hmm. and that's why you know you see people saying that you know they've they've done things for so many years and it, it is a journey and um, you hear people saying oh I want like I heard Nick at the Banyan say he wanted to do um, healing when he was quite young and spirit said no um, you need to go and get yourself a job and a life and experience other things and when you're ready you can come back and do it and that's exactly what's happened and maybe he didn't like that idea at the time but looking back you can see um, you know the benefits of having done it and now he's got this great place and he's doing his healing workshops as he as he intended to but he you know he's had to wait until he was ready and how do we know when we're ready we probably don't know but they'll let you know when the time is right and when you're personally ready to move forward and do your thing and we all don't have big things to do i have a day job with a catering business uh, you want to share what your day job is? I work in the Manchester Airport. You work in the airport. Yes. And so we don't have to all become mediums and those things. We can maintain what's paying the bills and tap into our spiritual nature. Yes, well, that's it. I mean, it's not something that people make a lot of money out of anyway and it's not really that ethical to do that Um, it's something it's a natural thing that um, you really have to have an interest and you you really have to just trust and follow and you know not everyone can do that because there are a lot of preconceptions and um, teachings of other persuasions that take you away from that way of thinking so we are kind of impeded a little bit along the way with our educations and upbringings and stuff so I can understand why there are lots and lots of people who um, are a bit afraid of it or they don't like it or they can't understand what it's all about Um, and hopefully things will open up a little bit more that those people might have a bit more understanding and acceptance of it in the future um, I would like to think so anyway. I think so, because I was one of those people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've never doubted it. Um, that's one thing. I think all my life I've never doubted it. I've, um, I don't know whether it's because I was an only child. Um, I, you know, I have a number of friends who were only children. Sometimes we all get together and we, we all understand things about ourselves because we were only children and I, I think only children do tend to sort of go into their imagination probably a little bit more because they spend a lot of time by themselves and um, I don't know if that's had a, um, an influence on it for me um, I was always very good at going into myself and um, happy with my own company and my imagination 
so um, it, it could be that could be an element uh, to do with it. Sure, Janet. Many of our audience members are people who have experienced the death of a loved one and are experiencing grief right now. Do you have any thoughts that grief could be, or the pain that we experience could be, the catalyst that can help us get? interested in our spiritual nature yes I, I think that is the catalyst um, for probably most people that especially if they haven't had anything to do with it before it's just that wondering where the loved one has gone and um, if there is a chance that they can um, contact them somehow or just to know that they're okay and I think that um, when that does happen um, it's very comforting for for people to um, to know that they've had a connection with their loved one. It could be through a medium or um, you know something like that. Um, I, I think it is very comforting to know that they are still around somewhere, and I'm sure they are. I mean, I feel them around all the time. I, I've got to the point myself where I, I seem to have more people on the other side than I have on this side. You know, recently I've 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 lost a number of very good friends um, you know suddenly and uh, it's made a big hole in my life you know friends who have been there for 30 40 years yes. and you know they've just uh, died suddenly and uh, suddenly that you know for me they're not there and um, it, it's nice to think that they are around somewhere I always send them a guardian angel when when they pass I always say send them a guardian angel and say that Janet sent you and they'll know that it's okay to go with you, you know, nice. um, because, um, you know, I think as we get older, it probably gets to that stage where more of your nearest and dearest and best friends are on the other side than, than they are in, in this side with you, if you're still alive, if you're the last one, you know, um, and I, I, yeah, I think it's a great comfort for people to know, um, but, you know, not everybody um, thinks on those lines and there's nothing we can do about that really no what else shall I ask you my friend um, well you have all the questions Sandra. <laughs> that interesting I'm just enjoying like we're having a cup of tea together what are you most passionate about now in the world of afterlife or metaphysical um, I think that um, the the one thing that I'm most passionate about. I think that as I'm, I'm getting older, uh, when you're young, you don't realize, you don't think too much about it because you, you know, if you're only very young, you've only got next week and next year to worry yes. about. And you're certainly not thinking about what's going to happen when you get much older. When you start to get through your 60s and you're looking toward, you see people getting much older, um, it becomes more interesting to you and uh, you start to. Uh, wonder how things are going to go and so I think that my passion at the moment is um, to understand how people can live here healthier and look after themselves while they're in this life and actually um, start to appreciate uh, the spiritual side that there is no end to it you know we're just going to pass over and carry on another life elsewhere and I want people to understand that so that they can have a good end of their life times um, a good old age 
and in in a healthy situation so health health for older people i think um not to end up on heaps of drugs and um just to sort of live out your days with a view to another adventure on the way the other side it's not going to make it easier for the people that you leave behind but for you it's it's going to be a, a new uh, a new venture so i think that's that's where i'm looking at at the moment to pursue that side of life and i think that's so important to not just have length of years but the quality of the years we have yeah that's right yeah and you're right we might not have all the answers and we're still discovering what it's all about but i think we're on planet earth and we're given these lives for a reason so make the most out of our adventure absolutely and make it an adventure and do the things that you enjoy doing not things to please other people you know if if you if you like doing something well you must do it and because when you're happy you feel you're healthy and unhappiness and stress brings on bad health for people so you know you've got to do the things that make you happy in life beautiful Um, words my friend (laughs) well janet thank you for being our guest today Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I feel absolutely honoured um, in included in all the uh, illustrious people that you've interviewed that you've had me as well. <laughs> you are illustrious. And as a uh, note to our listener, uh, Janet's new website that she's working on, where you can read two great articles right now, thespiritualme.com. And. If anyone's interested in meeting Janet or, or, and myself at uh, Banyan Retreat, you can go to banyanretreat.com. Twice a year, they offer a five-day workshop retreat. Uh, in the spring, it's called Whispers from the Soul, and in the fall, it's Voices from the Past, as well as they have a whole host of other courses you can take. So it's a, a great place, and I'm currently t- in talking with Scott and our friends Nick and Stephen to create some online things because like you say not everyone can get there but I can't help but think that it is a new age upon us that more and more people will be excited about some of the things we've witnessed and we can create them in other parts of the world yes well that that is the thing now you know we have to sort of um, try to pioneer new groups um, in other parts of the world and give them our support yes um, because people don't know always know how to go about doing these things so they do need support everyone needs support in in uh, putting together a circle or getting people of like-minded people together so i think that is um, uh, something that um, certainly you can do with your program and um, we can all sort of uh, um, have a, a little input in that uh, in in that direction. Yes. Well, I, I want to say to our listener too, uh, what's happening in the circle that I'm with, not like an active circle, like a mediumship circle, but I'm thankful that I've met so many people that share the same vision and are like-minded and all of our guests and working with the folks from the AREI, the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. Uh, there is, if you go to afterlifesymposium.org, that's the upcoming 
symposium in um, Scottsdale, Arizona in September. So even if you can't make that, I always encourage people to go to the site and see some of the speakers and, and some of the things that are happening. I mean, cutting edge science and mediums and really great things. But also there's some online groups starting and uh, I think it's Afterlife Oh gosh, I can't even remember. I'll put it in the, the in the body of this, but the Afterlife Research and Education Institute has a discussion group on Facebook that you can belong to, and there's these weekly Zoom meetings that you don't even have to fly anywhere that you can participate and be in a live free conference with so many people on so many topics on the inner uh, on the afterlife um, really really great and if you also you can go to victorzamet.com forward slash zoom and that'll show you some of the uh, the conferences that we're having online so again i'll put the link to the facebook group in the sub in the uh, description of this episode so in closing, just another, Janet, thank you. Another big thank you to Janet Nix, our guest today. Thank you, Sandra. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'll look forward to meeting you in a few weeks' time. That's it. Just a few weeks. I'm so excited to make the trip again. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. And to our listener, thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, I want to remind you or tell you, if you don't know already, our home base is we don't die radio.com and all 240 episodes of this show are available for you to listen to there. Um, also, there'll be something that pops up on the screen that says join Sandra's Insiders Club. And I do ask for your name, first name and email address. And I'd like to keep track of how many people are listening. So that's my little method there. But also in exchange, I give you a copy of uh, an audio that I have. It's very healing called How to Survive Grief because we do know grief is the most painful thing to mankind. Also, I have a PDF called My 19 Reasons to Believe in the Afterlife and it says you get to read several chapters of my book, We Don't Die. And in confidence here, it's the whole book. You know, I really don't, I want you to have everything I know. And so that's all at wedontdieradio.com. So uh, lastly, uh, in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I'm so happy I get to be your host on We Don't Die Radio. And I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So in the words of Janet, just remember, your life is unfolding. You're in the perfect place, the perfect time. Your life is a never-ending adventure. So I really want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.